Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Hear now the word of God. Now that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor in Jerusalem, that you do not know the things that have happened there these days? What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but couldn't find his body. They came and told us what they had seen, which was a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, How foolish are you, and, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven, and those with them assembled together, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Friends, will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. Amen. Amen. Have you ever had a day that nothing would go right? Have you ever had a day, and it might be yesterday, where nothing went right? I had a book in my office that I cannot find, and um, unfortunately the screen, you only see a little bit of my office. My office is a mess right now, because uh, I've been working and, and pretty much living in here. I've been going to school in here and attending youth group in here, and so everything in my office is a mess, and starting next week, I'm cleaning everything out, but I used to have a book. It was called The Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, where this little boy woke up and everything went wrong, 
from the moment he opened his eyes. He had gum in his hair. His brothers uh, got all of the prizes from the cereal boxes. Uh, when he was brushing his teeth, water spilled in his eye, and on and on and on it goes. The boy just could not have a good day. And there are many times that I'm, I'm exactly the same way, that nothing is going right. And I think that this morning the disciples were experiencing the exact same thing. These two disciples who were leaving Jerusalem after the, the crucifixion of Jesus, they were walking away from Jerusalem, walking to Emmaus, this town about a day's walk away. And as they were walking, they were grumbling and complaining. In verse 15, it says they talked and discussed these things, all that had happened with one another. They were having such a bad day, such a, a terrible, awful, horrible, no good, very bad day that they could not get out of their funk. This man comes along and we know it's Jesus, but they didn't yet. This man comes along and is walking with them and says, why are you so troubled? And it says they stopped. In verse 17, they stood still and their faces were downcast. They looked at this man and said, are you a stranger? Are you a visitor to Jerusalem? Do you not know what has happened? Jesus, a, a prophet, Jesus, the, the Messiah, Jesus, our teacher and rabbi is dead. And we thought he was coming to save us from the Romans. And we thought he was coming to save us from oppression, and he has died. And a couple of women went to the tomb. They couldn't find his body. We don't know where he is, so we are leaving town. We're getting out of Dodge. We don't want to be here. This is a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, and we don't want any part of it. Their negativity was so bad that this stranger, this, this man, it, it's not that they knew he was Jesus. It's not it was like another disciple who they were complaining alongside of. This complete stranger, they brought him down and started telling him the story and started telling them everything that was going wrong with their own days to the point where Jesus has to rebuke them. In verses 26, did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And then, again, and they don't know it's Jesus at this point, and then Jesus starts to teach them about the Bible, starts to teach them from the prophets all the way from Moses through all the prophets, start to teach them what the, the uh, Hebrew Bible, what the Old Testament means, that their minds and their eyes were open to the scripture, that they may understand everything that they had read, and still they don't understand what's going on. Still, they're walking away from Jerusalem, getting out of Dodge, saying this day has been nothing but awful, terrible, um, no good, very bad day, and they don't want to be a part of it. And so they walk and they walk and they walk to Emmaus, and finally they get to Emmaus, and they, they turn to their traveling companion, the stranger, who's going to continue walking, and they say, stay with us for the night. Come and have dinner. Stay with us in our inn. Tomorrow morning you can go out. And continue your walk. So they sit down at the dinner table. And there the stranger takes the place of the host. And takes the bread and blesses the bread. And breaks the bread and gives it to the disciples. And in a moment their eyes are opened. And they realize that the man sitting across the table is Jesus. They share communion 
and immediately recognize the risen Christ. And then my favorite part about the scripture this morning, the single part that I like to look at is in verse 33. The disciples got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and told them everything that had happened. A terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day started off that we, we wanted to get out of town as quickly as possible. And instead continues where we went right back into town. We took a day's journey and did it in a couple of hours. We went right back because we still had work to do. For a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, it turns out the day ended pretty well. Which I also think is the, the message at the end of that children's book that I can't find. I wonder what it's like for us, for our terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. I know I have plenty of them where every day just seems rough and, and upsetting, that I am angry and frustrated, that I, I take out my anger and frustration on other people. I can't be the only one, and maybe I am, and this is typically if I was in church, I would look around to see if people are nodding or shaking their heads, and on a side note, friends, I miss you all. <laughs> Preaching in my office alone to, to my camera is not the same as being in the pulpit, but I think we all have those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, and, and when we do, that we, we take it out on other people, just like the disciples did in, in verses 19 um, and on that that they took it out on Jesus and, and tried to bring him down to their level. Misery loves company is a, is a phrase that I use all the time. That misery loves company. Sometimes we just want other people to feel as bad as we do. And so when we wake up and nothing works, that we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, that we, we stub a toe as we're walking to the bathroom, that um, the water's not working or the electricity's out or we slip coming down the stairs or um, our milk has turned or the coffee is bad or the creamer is bad or we don't have any sugar. Whatever it is that, that sets us off in the beginning, it's like a series of dominoes that continue us throughout the day that we keep complaining throughout the day. And before you know it, you have a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Just like the disciples and their day started off a lot worse than ours did. Their day started off way worse than ours did. But once they had a meal with Jesus, once they encountered the risen Christ, their day turned around. Now, I know we are separated. I know that this is the first Sunday of the month, and I'll make an announcement at the end of the video. Uh, we, we are having online communion today, and I'll explain how we're going to do that uh, in a couple of minutes. But it's interesting that, that once we have an encounter with God, once we have an encounter with the sacraments like the disciples did today, once, once we experience the sacraments, our days turn from being terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days into, into days worth living, into days worth sharing. And so when we engage in the sacrament, and, and what a sacrament is in, in a very, very short explanation, a sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward grace. A sacrament is, is the, the visual and, and the physical sign of God's grace and God's love inside of you. And so when we take communion, we are engaging in that grace. We are eating that grace. We are baptizing ourselves in that grace. 
And then we are encountering the resurrected Christ. And what's most important about the scripture this morning, what's most important in verse 33, is that then we can take our terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days and walk back into town and change things for the better. We don't know a ton about these two disciples. Um, the best I could find on my research in, in Catholic and Eastern Orthodox um, histories is that Cleopas uh, may have actually gone back to Jerusalem and then stayed in Jerusalem. He actually became the Bishop of Jerusalem. Now, I'm not really sure historically where uh, that goes, um, but instead, what if when we have terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, what if right now we're in a season of terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days, that when we come out, that when we encounter the, res the resurrected Christ, and when we can come out of our homes, when we can go back to Jerusalem, when we can go back into our churches, what if we go back knowing that we have more work to do? Knowing that we have an opportunity to meet with a community and meet with our friends and family and, and meet with people who need Jesus Christ. What if we can take a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day and turn it into a great day, a fantastic day, a wonderful day? What if we encounter the risen Christ and encounter the sacraments and, and uh, encounter an outward invisible sign of an inward holiness and instead we can go out and make a difference in the world? I don't know when we're coming back into our sanctuary. I, I don't know when. But when we do, we're not going to have a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. When we come back into our sanctuaries, It'll be a great day. And when we come back into ministry, when we come back into dreaming about new ministries, those will be wonderful, excellent days. And so, friends, what I need you to do this week, what I need you to do this week is to encounter the resurrected Christ, just like these two disciples did. And then think when we can go back into Jerusalem, when we can go back into our sanctuaries, when we can go back into church, think how we can further God's kingdom. Dream with me, and I have tons of dreams that I hope you do too. Dream with me how we can reach out to a community and how we can reach out to a world that desperately needs God and desperately needs Jesus Christ. Dream with me and maybe we can turn these terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days into days worth living. Maybe we can turn these terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days into days of celebrating. And maybe we can encounter the risen Christ along with us on our walk. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for, for the gift of the sacrament, for the gift of baptism and, and communion, for the fact that even if we are not together, we may be able to participate and eat communion together. Lord, be with us. Bless us as we go about this place and about our days. Bless our terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days that maybe we will have an encounter with you and with your son that, that our days may turn out better. Lord, dream with us. Dream with us that we may dream big, God-sized dreams, dreams that, will, uh, dreams that will change our community and change our world, dreams that will invigorate us and, and freshen us, that, that will make us dream dreams that we know are only possible through you. Lord, be with us and guide us in this day and in this week, that when we come back together, that when we encounter you, that, that when we encounter one another, that we may not have horrible, terrible, 
no good, very bad days, but instead we may have excellent days, days worth celebrating, days worth living. We pray all these things in the name of the resurrected Christ who came back, who made sure that we understood what it was um, that had happened, to make sure that we understood how we should live and how we should continue our work and what exactly we should be doing. The resurrected Christ that, that said it's okay to dream big, that we may change the world. The Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to our sermon this week. This has been a joint Broadway and Port Colden United Methodist Church process. My name is Pastor Jesse, the pastor of Broadway and Port Colden Churches. We hope you've had a great time listening today and have a blessed week as you go about your day. Please think about stopping in and joining us one Sunday. We'd be happy to have you. If you have any questions about the churches, about the message, or anything else that you can think of, please reach out to us at info at broadwaynj.org or info at portcoldenumc.org. Thank you and have a great day.